Before we open that word, remember, let's go to God and let's pray. God, thank you for a chance again to join together and to read of your word. God, we thank you for the grace that we read in it each day. We thank you for the call to respond that you call us to each week. God, help us in our attempts to be obedient. God, give us grace in our failures. And God, above all things, put Jesus Christ before us, that as we live each day, that you would guide us on the path that leads to eternal life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So last week in chapter 12, we talked about Paul's um, asking them to live as a living sacrifice to God and about how sacrifices are 100% committed to the thing in which they are intended. And unlike the Old Testament sacrifices where an animal gave of their life, Paul is now telling this young church to give their lives completely and fully just as that sacrifice while they live their lives for the sake of what Jesus Christ has done in them. And I shared with you uh, some thoughts of some people that had spent time studying this passage about how if we truly say that we believe what Jesus Christ did on the cross, then we have an obligation to respond. And he said, as a matter of fact, if we respond with anything less than moral and ethical completeness in the area of Jesus Christ, then our faith is actually a heresy to what God has done through Jesus Christ. And so this week, we're going to uh, look at, at how Paul wants to take the idea of a living sacrifice, and he wants to put it into action. The, the 13th chapter of Romans can actually be divided into three different sections. One is following authority, which everybody loves to be talked to about following authority. And then the other one is about how love is what fulfills God's requirements. Remember, God has requirements in our faith. And Paul talks about how does love help us to fulfill those requirements. So if you have your Bibles, I'm going to read through the first seven verses. And I don't want to go much further than that today because I don't think, honestly, we're going to have time to. And I know that breaks some of your hearts. If you'd let me preach for an hour or more, we could get this done. But we're going to have to take a few weeks. But if you got your Bibles, read with me. Everyone must submit to the governing authorities. For all authority comes from God. And those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and they will be punished. For the authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right, but in the hearts of those who are doing wrong. Would you like to live without fear of the authorities? Then do what is right, and they will honor you. The authorities are God's servants sent for your good. But if you are doing wrong, of course you should be afraid, for they have the power to punish you. They are God's servants sent for the very purpose of punishing those who are doing what is wrong. So you must submit to them, not only to avoid punishment, but to also keep a clear conscience. Pay your taxes, too. For these same reasons, for government workers need to be paid, and they are serving God in what they do. Give to everyone what you owe to them, and pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them, and give respect and honor to those who are in authority. So I'm going to share a news bulletin with you that I need you to hear. Paul was not writing to the United States in 2023. He was not writing to people that tend to lean Republican. He was not writing to people that tend to lean democratically. Who Paul was talking to was a group of young believers that were caught in the middle of a cultural battle. 
If you will remember, most of the people from the Roman church were young Jewish people who their entire life had followed the Jewish leaders and the Jewish rules. And if you know much about history, you know that the leaders of the Jewish people did not care much for the authorities in place, the Romans. And on more than one occasion, the Sanhedrin would actually encourage people to not follow what the Romans said. It's amazing, though, that whenever they needed something and they didn't have the power or the muscle to do it, they were suddenly best friends with those Roman authorities. If you will remember the situation of Jesus Christ himself, it was the Sanhedrin that decided that the Romans needed to get involved in order to hold the things that they, conv- or that they were charging Jesus with. So now Paul is writing to a group of young people who are just discovering this new faith, who are being attacked on different sides from cultural and spiritual aspects, being told that this new thing, this new person of Jesus Christ that they were uh, ascribing to was not the right way. And then all the while, the people that they had trusted, these Jewish leaders, were telling him, don't listen to the Romans. You listen to us. We're the authority. You don't worry about listening to them. And so Paul writes to them and he reminds them that as believers in Jesus Christ, as people who live as sacrifices, as living sacrifices, we have one purpose, we have one goal. That is the kingdom of God at work. And so he is encouraging them to respond by the way that they are to obey and honor the secular authorities. And he does this not because he wants them to be seen as virtuous in the sight of God. We know that only happens through the grace and through the work of Jesus Christ. But he wants them to know what it is like to have peace. Remember, he said that the authorities don't go after anybody that's following the rules. They go after the people that don't have rules. So he's, in essence, telling them something practical about their faith. That if you live into the fullness of what you are meant to do... You're going to have peace. And how many times have I stood up here and said that, that the peace that Christ gives is bigger than the situation that we are enduring? So you have people here that are being told to be afraid. They're being told to live in fear of the authorities of the government. Does that sound familiar? Anybody watching the news lately? You got both sides telling the other side that you need to be afraid. The word misinformation has more headlines now than I think ever in human history. But Paul is telling the young believers here that they should live for the sake of the one thing that they have been called. That is Jesus Christ so that they might have outward peace and protection. And he also says this, that if you live according to the authorities, it makes it harder for wickedness to happen. And you say, Matt, that makes no sense. If we follow Jesus, we see all the time that wickedness happens to good people. Remember what a sacrifice does? It's fully committed to one purpose. It's always going to accomplish its task. If we are to live as living sacrifices, Paul says we can live our lives in such a way that by our obedience, by our submission, people can even still then Come to know Jesus Christ. That's not something that we see a lot when we hear public figures talking. That if I will live my life more for Jesus than for myself, 
God can accomplish his kingdom. But instead, you see people trying to fight their battle, trying to make their point, make their position in order that people will begin to agree with their point of view. You see these leaders all the time on the news and all the time on these talk shows not worried about being the lesser person, but always being the bigger person. But here Paul is saying that our response is to become the lesser person because in being the lesser person, people can still hear the message of Jesus Christ. Say, well, Matt, that may cost something. What did Jesus say? If you're to be my disciple, you're to what? To die to yourself. What happens when you die? All the things you cared about no longer matter. All the things that you were working for no longer matter. He said, but if you're to be my disciple, you're to die to yourself, to take up a cross and to follow me. So Paul is putting that into a very practical way that people can understand. He is speaking to the immediate situation, showing them that their faith calls them to think on a higher level. Remember, we've talked about it before, that Christ puts within us the perspective of eternity and not the immediate. So Paul is saying that your respect for the authority is such a way that by being less, you will receive honor by those who are persecuting. By being less and trusting, not trusting, being less and submitting, that's a better word, to the authority that has been placed over you, then you are showing the example of Christ that a living sacrifice is supposed to show. And you know, as I was reading through this passage, one of the other things that I thought about, about why it's important for us to submit to authority You remember in Corinthians when Paul was writing to the church and the Corinthian church is dealing with struggles and things like that. And they're really trying to figure out how things are supposed to be ordered and how direction is supposed to go, what the Christian life is supposed to look like. Paul makes a very simple statement. He said, God is a God of order and not a God of chaos. So here with the Roman church, Paul is making that same statement that if we are to be the example of a God who is the God who created order, and who functions in order, then we must submit to the order that is at hand. Because the reality of it is, is if we proclaim Christ, people are no longer looking at us. People are looking to see what the Jesus we represent looks like. Have you ever thought about that before? That if somebody knows that you go to church somewhere, they're no longer paying attention to you. They're paying attention to if your actions match up with your words. So Paul is reminding these believers, and his message for us today is reminding us that when we submit to the authority, we are able to give the example of Christ. We are able to show the example of a God who created order out of chaos. And if we present, represent or present to them a God who is of chaos, we're actually presenting the message of somebody else. Now, understand when, when Paul was talking about obedience and, and being respectful to authority, he was not saying throw everything out the window and just follow blindly. There are cases of civil disobedience where Paul instructs the believers that sometimes the authority has overstepped its bound. He said, but that's only 
in terms of living for the gospel and presenting the gospel. The Sanhedrin would come to these disciples, would come to Paul and say, hey, you can no longer preach in the name of Jesus Christ. Remember, it didn't fit in with their plan. And so Paul said, there's a time that you have to step up against the authority, but that is only for the sake of the gospel and never for personal reasons, because what about sacrifices? Their personal things no longer count, do they? Y'all, there's a very dangerous message being taught from many pulpits today that our individuality is what God glories in. The reality of it is, is that God made us as individuals so that he might glorify in us who he is. We were created to have the blessings of God, the favor of God, and he created each one of us out of the individual love that he has for us. But it was all meant to be for his glory. Paul says one of the greatest ways that we do that is the example that we set to those that are over us. That we would be willing to respect and submit ourselves so that they might see the way that God's character lives, the way that God's character works, the way that God has come to establish order and peace in the lives of people who are full of storms and battles and brokenness. It is the duty of people to honor authority, even secular. But he also says it's something that we shouldn't necessarily need. That if we are to live as sacrifices, then we should have a standard that we set before ourselves long before somebody else must set it for us. That if we are to believe what Jesus Christ has done, it is our responsibility to respond to the fullness of that. And next time we're together, we're going to see how Paul sums all that up with the love that Christ has done. And how that calls us to follow after him.